now, Real Estate Month with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. Need an opinion from experts in insurance and mortgages? Denise and Lori are definitely the people to talk with. Just visit the CFAX 1070 website and look under Shows to find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. And you'll find their contact information, or of course, you could always find me online or on social media. Happy to help you. Today, I'm taking you for a road trip. We're going up island. I'll be speaking with area experts in Duncan, Nanaimo, and the Comox Valley to talk about what the markets are like in their areas. We're going to talk about values and pricing as well, too. Of course, one of the big things or one of the big topics today in the capital region is affordability and how expensive it is to live here. We know it is expensive. Real estate in Victoria is third most expensive in Canada, after all. But there are other options. I want to speak with these experts to see how many people are choosing their market areas uh, as an alternate to coming to Victoria. But as we always begin, we want to hear from one of our listeners. Actually, I, I, I want to start by saying, just had a conversation with uh, TJ, our producer here. Uh, I had my first obscene message. Uh, we've got our phone number, of course, that uh, all of you are welcome to call in on and, and uh, uh, let us know if, you, if you'd like a topic for real estate brought up at a future show. Uh, I got a call. It was, it was uh, time marked Wednesday, 4 in the morning, and it was from someone who I'm guessing was making uh, a comment about uh, the show that we did a couple of weeks ago about foreign buyers. Uh, anyways, it was uh, an obscene um, uh, F word and all that stuff. Uh, it doesn't bother me, but I, maybe we're doing something right now. <laughs> people are people are listening and having their own opinions. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about that, so uh, I don't mind. Anyways, we had an email, though, from Florence, and I'm going to read it to you here. Uh, it seems like the market is softening. I am a seller and put my house on the market two weeks ago. At the, at the time, there were no other listings in the area, so we were confident we'd get bidding wars and a really strong price. But the day we listed, a dozen other homes came up and our traffic dried up. We didn't get offers on the offer date and remain unsold now. Do you think it will pick up again? Uh, good question. Um, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, Florence, because I was in that as well, too. So there was a point in time, if you're in Saanich, which I suspect you are, um, you are one of not a dozen, but 16 people who last, who, who listed at the same time. Uh, this has happened twice now in, in recent market history. It happened also in about March. Uh, naturally, sellers will put their properties on the market at a time that they think would be advantageous when there's no competition. Um, and, of course, everyone wants the bidding war and multiple offers that they um, can can really benefit from. Well, yes, a couple of weeks ago, uh, in the mark, in the price segment of, I'd say, 750 to 900 there were 16 properties that came on the market at about the same time, all vying for the same buyers. Uh, and, of course, we're all used to seeing this whole delayed offer process nowadays where sellers have showings for four days, five days, and then they don't want to look at offers until Monday or Tuesday. That's exactly what happened here. <laughs> Everyone was waiting for offers to come in. Um, now, your question was, do do you think that it will pick up again? Um, it may be a signal of things normalizing here. Uh, we 
we're always bumping into the fact that consumers appear to start having fatigue on this whole multiple offer thing. We, we know so many stories. We've had clients ourselves, too, that have written uh, eight, nine, ten offers without succeeding. They're getting tired. Um, that combined with the fact that we're seeing more inventory. So um, just thinking of a few days back on a Thursday, uh, there were 93 new listings uh, that came on the market that particular day. And that's significant because, you see, we get about, we'll have about 1,500 listings for the month. Uh, and yet on one day, we had 93 listings. So uh, it's telling us right now that uh, people are going to market. Part of it is the weather. People like going to market when the weather starts uh, shifting and it's nicer. Um, and that is great from a buyer standpoint because it means you're going to have more choice and more selection. It is going to make it harder for sellers, though. So um, I expect we may start seeing a reduction in number of multiple offers. You know, we were seeing 12 offers, 15 offers, 20 offers. Now it's a little more common to have three offers or four offers, if any offers at all. And it sounds to me, Florence, that um, that's what happened to you. So what's going to happen in coming days? Well, I mean, who knows? Like I said, we saw this again back in uh, March, and things picked up and came white hot again. Uh, that might happen. You just need to rely on the advice of your real estate professional. Uh, they will guide you. Uh, if you will, uh, Actually, I was going to say, if you'd like to talk, call me. Don't, actually, because clearly you have an agent. You're listed for sale. I cannot interfere. I'm sure your agent is a, is a good person that can, uh, can help you out there. Uh, anyways, if you have a real estate question you like answered on our show, please be sure to visit the cfax1070.com website where our number is, uh, or I'll give it to you right now. It's 250-414-6540, 250-414-6540. You don't need to call me at 4 in the morning on a Wednesday. Uh, you can call anytime. I pick up the, uh, the messages, and I will answer uh, the question for you. Uh, so it's been an interesting time for me. I've had a chance to do uh, a little bit of uh, um, visiting across Canada. Uh, one of my roles, other than being a busy real estate person here in town, is uh, I am an educator. So I teach uh, uh, for the provincial, the British Columbia Real Estate Association. I teach all the new licensees that come into Victoria and also in Nanaimo as well. Uh, and I also get asked to uh, do mandatory education for other real estate boards. I was in Prince George uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I have never been there before. Uh, people always talk about Prince George being the center of uh, British Columbia. Uh, I, I, I am aware of the fact that people often don't speak kindly of Prince George, um, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, I got to say, it's a nice little town. Um, not a lot of stuff to do there. We know it's a small town. Um, I was there uh, educating one of the uh, busy real estate offices there. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because you can buy a very nice house in Prince George for $300,000. Uh, you know, talking about affordability here, what would that house be in Victoria? Kind of depends on the area, but I'm guessing it would be almost a million-dollar house. So, um, you know, pricing at least two times, maybe three times more than Prince George. Um, it's always that definition of affordability and expensive because, you see, I'm going to suspect that people in Prince George probably feel $300,000 is a lot of money. Right. So um, big question. What is affordable? Right. I also just came back from Winnipeg. Never been to Winnipeg. Uh, that, too. It's, it's a lovelier. You know, people often call it winter peg. It was warm. You know, it was 30 degrees there. Uh, it's a lovely town. It kind of reminds me a little bit of a um, smaller version of an American city. You know, Portage and Maine, they're a really attractive uh, little area. 
Um, I did have a chance to go down to the uh, Museum for uh, Human Rights. Didn't go inside, had a nice little walk. Uh, and was also, I had a nice tour from my friend uh, who, who is a realtor in uh, Winnipeg, uh, Lynn Hines. Uh, she and her husband, uh, Jason uh, Coward, they're great. I had a chance to uh, uh, check out the areas. And I got to say, the area called Wellington, I was really impressed with. It's kind of like the uplands of Winnipeg. Uh, and of course, the prices are a little different because, again, there, a million dollars is a lot for a house. Um, but their prices do go up. To three, four, five, six million dollars in Winnipeg, even though the average sale price there, uh, again, is around three hundred thousand dollars. One of the things that I did notice, though, is in many of these uh, higher end properties, their apparently their property taxes are forty or fifty thousand dollars a year, uh, which is huge. I mean, we to have that here in Victoria, you're looking at um, a waterfront property uh, on the uplands. I mean, admittedly, it gets higher than that, but. It's interesting when you look at market areas, uh, you are not only comparing the price of properties, but we should also look at things like the operating costs, uh, the annual uh, property taxes, and the other things here too are utility costs because something that people often forget about is here in Victoria, we don't uh, heat our houses for an extended amount of time during the year, and we also don't have air conditioning going. So actually our hydro and our fuel costs are much lower than... um, many of the other uh, metropolitan centers in the country. Um, Anyways, like I said, we're having a great show today, taking you for tour up the island. Uh, We're going to be talking with area experts in Duncan, Nanaimo, and the Comox Valley. We want to know what's happening up there. I'm just going to take a quick little break here. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Today, I'm taking you for a trip up the island because we want to know what's going on in real estate markets in the Comox Valley, Nanaimo, and Duncan. With me right now on the phone, we have my colleague, Cal Kaiser from Remax and Duncan. Cal, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Tony. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. So, Cal, uh, your background, you've been licensed since 1993. Uh, I have known you forever. We are good friends. Um, you are the man in your market area. You service the areas of Crofton, Malahat, Mill Bay, Shawangan Lake, uh, and, of course, Duncan, right? That's correct. Did I miss anything? Uh, Couch and Bay. Couch and Bay? <laughs> okay. Um, Cal is with the Remax of Duncan. Uh, he is a Diamond uh, Club Award winner. Uh, that doesn't really mean much for people other than Remaxers. I can attest to the fact though, that that is the highest level of performance internationally that we have. Uh, in fact, Cal, was his team was number 58 in Western Canada last year, which is impressive considering there are, I think, 7,000 um, agents uh, in the region there. Uh, so congrats, bud. Thank you very much. That was a great year. Yeah, do a little better this year. Yeah, well, you beat me because I was I was only number seventy. So I, I I'm working on that this year. The challenge is on. The challenge is on. Tell what so what's going on? Uh, tell the listeners uh, what's happening north of the Malhat. You bet. I mean, it's been a it's been a wonderful ride. Uh, we've been kind of the you know the, the 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 bridesmaid for a long time, where the Couch Valley was kind of under undervalued. We felt and and not appreciated, and all of a sudden we're, we're coming into our our form. And so our sales are, are, have ramped up to an amazing pace uh, for the last two years. Our inventory levels are the lowest I've ever seen in, in, since I've been in the industry. Yeah. And so it's a, a 
it's a real challenge for the buyers, but as a seller right now, it's just an, it's an awesome opportunity. We were talking about this some time ago, but you're, you're asking about bidding wars and multiple offers because we saw them first. You, you guys are having them now too, right? Yes. I mean, of the last 10 listings I've took, uh, eight of them went into multiple offers. Yeah. And uh, average is about 4% over the list price on those, on those uh, properties. So uh, pretty exciting times. You know, we've, we've normally have a, have a time on market around 60 days, and, and now we're down into that three-week range. So, so uh, of those eight properties that had multiples, like how many offers did you see? Was it like three or four or 10 or 20? Yeah. I mean, the, the largest number we had was seven. Okay. Uh, but most of, the, most of our multiple bids are around the three to four range. Got it. You know, I was uh, just mentioning to the listeners uh, just before the break here that I was in Prince George actually uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they okay. we were talking about multiple offers as well because they're starting to see that. Wow. But their multiple offers, they're having three or four offers. They're selling just barely over list price, but they all have conditions on them. So your multiple offers are they are they clean? Are they unconditional? Yeah, we find uh, there the the difference being any of our properties that are over five hundred thousand dollars tend to be clean offers, so oh, yeah. no conditions whatsoever. Okay. Uh, most of those buyers are coming from other areas. Uh, you know, we have some Victoria buyers or Vancouver buyers that are used to that type of environment. Yeah. Our price points that are under 500000 tend to have conditions attached to them. Okay. So you just brought up something, um, the buyers that are coming from Victoria and Vancouver. So now, are these people that are relocating into the area there, or are you seeing commuters? Uh, no, mostly re- relocating to our area. Okay. There is some uh, commuters that are, they're, they're tending to pick places more like Mill Bay and, and Couch and Bay, but um, most of these people are actually coming here to live, and you know they're they're into the the, the vineyards and the, the food industry and what's going on here, and you know it's a it's a pretty stellar, beautiful place to live. Has lots of opportunities for recreation, and uh, that's that seems to be what they're they're coming for. Yeah, you, you know, talking about that commute, and and um, I know you and I have seen it together where we have people who um, maybe priced out of Victoria and they're looking into Mill Bay or Cobble Hill, uh, and are still working, and they're 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 okay with that drive, which to us is far. For uh, sure. Yeah, but I mean, if you're coming from an area like Toronto or or even other cities that just don't have um, travel infrastructure, that's not too long a drive, right? No, it's a pretty pretty normal. Uh, for most of those folks, so you know, I mean, we're pretty spoiled on the island. We 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 like to get someplace in five minutes, or we're, we're irritated. <laughs> yes. But um, you know, when you're used to being in an hour commute at all times, uh, I mean, it's it's a pretty easy run. To it's do. it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, let's talk about numbers. Uh, sure. Average average house price roughly in the uh, Couch and Valley area. Yeah. Well, we've you know just cracked the 410 mark for an average price, and that's the 12 month rolling total. Uh, for our last month, it was actually four hundred and sixty thousand. So that's a, a significant increase. Uh, we were three fifty. Yeah, I was going to say you were in the threes for a long time, right? Exactly. No, we just cracked the four hundred mark, uh, two thousand seventeen. So. Okay. So I mean, people are selling high. This is, uh, you know, likely a consequence of what's happened in Victoria and in Vancouver, where you know the markets are strong, sellers are doing all right. Um, you're saying inventory is low, so when people are selling, where are they going? Well, that's the challenge. I mean, what we're doing, what we're advising almost every one of our clients is to actually purchase first yeah. and then sell your house. Oh, you know, we, we had that on our show here a couple of weeks back. It was a, a listener question, actually, because that's one of the concerns is buy or sell first, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I guess just like in our markets here, 
anyone who's looking in the Couch and Valley, Duncan area there, y- you can't be putting in subject to the sale of offers right now, right? No, that will not stand a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, I'm looking at the stats here for the Vancouver Island Real Estate Board. I, I pulled them up. Uh, there was a buyer survey that was done, and uh, probably a little bit outdated now, but just 2015. Um, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the numbers are consistent throughout all the zones of, of the Vancouver Island Real Estate Board. Um, but it does say that 54% of buyers came from Vancouver Island. Oh, correct, for sure. I mean, the majority of our buyers are still localized, without a doubt. Yeah. It's the strongest part of our marketplace. Uh, what we found the biggest change, you know, with the out of town buyers is is been in their our upper end. So an upper end in our area is six hundred plus. So six hundred to a million three. Yeah. You know, most of those buyers, you know, they not all of them, but majority of competing bids, you know, one of those is going to be from out of town for sure. Well, we're on the line here with Cal Kaiser from Remax and Duncan talking about the market in the Duncan and Couch and uh, Valley areas here. Uh, so high end, one point three. What does that look like? Tell the listeners what do they get for one point three in Duncan. Yeah, I mean, 1.3 in Duncan will, will probably get you waterfront um, on the lake or on uh, the in Maple Bay, Okay. Um, you know, for a, a reasonable house. Uh, if it's a newer property, you're closer to the 2 million range. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and also you can get some acreage for that or just a, you know, a really well-built house on, on a half an acre with a killer ocean view. And, and what, to your recollection, is the, the highest sale or the, the top, top uh, price in the, uh, in the area there? Oh, that would be a good question. I mean, I'd have to actually do some research on that. The, okay. Our highest uh, sale price last year was 1.6. Okay. Uh, this year, um, we've done a couple around 1.1, 1.2, but um, haven't had any big ones in that. Okay, but you're not seeing, there aren't like 3 millions or 5 millions or, or 8 millions in the area there, No, right? we don't really have that type of marketplace, um, you know, at, at this stage of the game. Wow. And, you know, especially if you're talking Maple Bay, so if Vancouverite comes in, they just sold their... Um, say, uh, Caresdale, 1950s house for uh, $2 million, and they can get a lot in in your area there, huh? They can. They, they're they pleasantly surprised with their, their difference in value. I mean, it's the biggest issue we have right now is just the getting quality listings on the marketplace. All right. So here's a question that uh, hopefully you can ask. Um, so people coming from Vancouver, for instance, I mean, these are people that are, are they working or are... Are they working um, remotely, or, or, or what do they do for, for what do they do? Yeah, I'd say sixty percent of them are either retired or very close to it that are, that are coming over, and forty yeah. percent are still working and, and working remotely. So uh, either having high tech jobs. I mean, we have um, six flights daily out of Maple Bay to downtown Vancouver. So that's a very popular. You know, people can can actually work there and, and just commute. That I did not know. So is is that who's that with? Harbor Air, as okay. well as Salt Spring Air. Okay, so it's it's probably like 150 bucks each way or something, right? Yeah, well, like 120. Okay. Wow. Okay. Great. Well, there we go. Uh, Cal Kaiser, Remax, and Duncan. Cal, uh, if any people who are thinking of moving to your neighborhood really need to get in touch with you, so if they need to, how do they reach you? Uh, the best number is two five zero seven zero one nine zero zero one. That's our direct line. Yeah. And online, we're at uh, calkaiser.com. Calkaiser.com. Thanks for joining us, Cal. Um, you know, that's just amazing when you think about it. You are literally, I always, we always joke together. I say you're just up the street. That's right. 
right? And you always say you're coming up to Victoria. I, that always still confuses me. <laughs> you, you think about the Mal, you guys think about the Malahat as up, you're, right? You're the, you're the big center of the world. The big center of the world. But, um, you know, the pricing differential in what is really, what is it, like 40 minutes uh, from us here? Um, wow, you know, talk about affordability, right? Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Cal. We're going to take a break. Right, Tony, we'll be back pleasure. in just a moment. Bye now. Now, Real Estate Month with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for joining us. This is the Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Today, we're taking you for a trip up Vancouver Island. We want to know what's happening in the markets of Duncan, Comox Valley, and now Nanaimo. It's always interesting for us local Victorians to see what the dollar brings you in other marketplaces. We just heard from uh, Cal Kaiser and Duncan that you can buy a very nice waterfront, a high-end property in uh, the Couch and Valley area for $1.3 million. A couple of condos that price right now in Victoria. Uh, joining us uh, on the line right now is Rob Gray. Rob is with Remax Nanaimo. Rob, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Tony. Yeah, Rob's background here, he's been a realtor since 1991. Uh, he services the area of the areas of Lanceville, Nanus, of course, Nanaimo. Have I missed anything there? You cover a big area, right? Yeah, yes. It's uh, because we have the city of Nanaimo and we have a service area, uh, as you mentioned, from Nanus on the north side down to Ladysmith on the south side. That's There we go. Okay. Um, you have not only been licensed for the, actually, we've been licensed the same amount of time, 26 years, um, but you are, you were second generation realtor? Yeah, my dad was uh, recruited in 1949, 1950 by <laughs> okay. then Frank Ney, who uh, had just founded a company called Nanamo Realty, and my father was one of his original uh, salespeople. Quite a time in uh, the terms of a turning point in Nanamo and its growth, having a uh, mayor who was also a, also a real estate agent. Wow. So so larger, you larger than life personality. Yeah, he was. I understand. So you um, you've lived with this. You've lived the life of real estate. Yeah, I remember uh, very fondly uh, going to listing appointments with my dad, and sometimes uh, sitting in the car because you could do that in those days when <laughs> was presenting offers. Yeah. That type of thing. Oh, goodness. Hey, and the other thing, too, I forgot to ask in advance. You you won something last year. Didn't you get, like, Realtor of the Year or something? Yeah, I did, Tony. Thanks for asking. Uh, the board, Real Estate Board, uh, Vancouver Island Real Estate Board uh, selected me in a vote by peers uh, to be Realtor of the Year for uh, our board area. So it was quite an honor. Well, I'm not surprised. I know you well. And uh, when it comes to stuff like that, uh, it, it is well, well, um, uh, you deserve it, my friend. You, you, you are a great fella and an amazing realtor. I appreciate that, Tony, especially coming from you. <laughs> Let's talk about Nanaimo. Um, so what's happening there? Everyone always talks about Nanaimo as being that sort of next alternative after Victoria. Not Duncan necessarily, because it may be too small for some, um, but uh, your market has been very busy as well too, right? We've seen a lot of growth. Uh, there's a lot of uh, new construction still uh, perking along here. Uh, available land is uh, drying up a little bit. Uh, that's what keeps our prices affordable compared to Victoria or Vancouver. There's still a lot of land to develop. And so um, we're starting to see more infill. Uh, the average price uh, for Nanaimo uh, overall was uh, in for April was believe it or not uh, 525 
But uh, ye- over a 12-month period, the average price was 480, and that's gone up about 17 yeah. percent uh, since this time last year, where it was about 410, 410,000. Well, that's amazing because the number is kind of similar. The the increase, that 17 percent, is kind of similar uh, in the in the Cowichan Valley as well, too. But um, you know, when we think about it, because Victoria during the same time was 22 percent. Um, I think this is a this is a classic example of when the tide goes, all the boats go with it, right? I think so. I think there's a lot of parallels. If you take Vancouver out of the mix, a lot of the market areas, uh, Victoria on a slightly more robust scale, but uh, Duncan through to the north end of the island, there's a lot of parallels that you can draw and draw it across a lot of the communities in British Columbia, in my opinion. Yeah. What's a starter house? Like, what does somebody have to pay to buy their first house in Nanaimo, any area? Any area? Yeah. Uh, I would say that at the very uh, level entry uh, market level entry, um, probably 300 to 330 gets you a 800 square foot bungalow in the south, uh, south, south end, right? South central Nanaimo. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to get into uh, a central north Nanaimo market area, you're looking comfortably uh, 400 plus. And a lot of times uh, you need to, a lot of young families are uh, the primary uh, uh, driving force behind that market segment. Mm -hmm. And they need to have that uh, authorized or legal suite to help them step up into that market segment. Wow. And now who are your buyers? Like who's who's moving in? Well, we see a lot of new household formations, uh, which is about 900 per year, which coincidentally mirrors the number of new housing starts in Nanaimo over the last handful of years, according to uh, CMHC stats. Okay. But if you look at uh, demographically, I think that millennial, um, it's, which is 18 to 35, but I think it's like a 25 to 35 market segment uh, demographic uh, to begin with, uh, you have a lot of uh, retirees and uh, empty nesters that are looking to downsize. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes up a pretty healthy portion of our um, market segment. We also have a large number of foreign buyers, predominantly in the North Nanamo area. Okay. And I think they've been a driving force uh, on uh, pulling the average price overall in Nanamo uh, upwardly. Okay. It only takes a handful of high-end sales to affect the overall uh, average price. How true that is. We're here with uh, Rob Gray from Remax of Nanaimo talking about what's happening in Nanaimo. That's true, you know, when there's a number of super high-end sales, it pulls the averages up. And oh, I agree. Yeah. Imagine Victoria, it's uh, pretty sensational. I always equate Victoria to converting your American money into Canadian money with the exchange rate. You <laughs> okay. Know. Well, you Our mean Nanaimo to Victoria? Victoria's buying power, if they're moving up to Nanamo, has always been very strong. Oh, my goodness. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, just touching on the foreign buyer thing uh, for just a moment here. I, I do know that uh, a lot of foreign investors, when that uh, provincial nominee program was in place, this is the thing that helped people immigrate into Canada. Uh, it required them to purchase businesses. They were having a hard time finding uh, reasonable businesses in Victoria, so they were moving up to buy businesses in Nanaimo, right? I think that's true, Tony, and I don't want to pretend I know a lot about that, that program, but I have seen the sort of the spin-off effects from it. We have a commercial division in our building, mm-hmm. and I know that the available businesses under that program have dried up yeah. quite a bit. It's getting tougher uh, on that program to uh, find uh, 
you know, businesses that meet the guidelines. They, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had a show here where we were talking with a couple of uh, new Victoria residents who were Chinese and they came from China. And we had the conversation about the fact that, um, you know, they fe- they're not feeling great about the fact that they that the community is receiving a lot of blame for escalating property values and stuff. Is that same kind of sentiment happening in Nanaimo? Not as largely, I would say. Uh, I, the area I live in, uh, we've seen quite a, a change uh, in terms of uh, demographic fires moving in. Yeah. But at the same time, though, uh, you, you know, you see young kids on the street uh, playing ball. One of the one of the new families in our neighborhood that are obviously um, uh, from um, a different country. Uh, the, you know, kids bouncing his ball off the side of my car, and that's uh, could have been any time with any family of any uh, origin, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah. So it was. Uh, we tried to. You tried to make people feel as welcome as possible. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, um, the connection, because there's always been this desire to connect Nanaimo with Vancouver. The, because there is this desire to have commuter traffic. People live maybe in Nanaimo and work in Vancouver. Um, that, is still, that is still something that the city is working on, right? Oh, yeah. We've got uh, two float plane services, uh, Sea Air and Harbor Air. Yeah. Uh, they have their own terminals. We have two uh, BC ferry terminals, uh, you know, both easily accessed. Uh, we have Helijet now, and then there's always been uh, foot passenger par- ferry um, uh, proposals. Yeah. We've had two of them over s- since the 90s. Um, both of them were well received. Yeah. And so, so, like, uh, do you have clients that are doing that sort of commute? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Not a large number. Yeah. Uh, I think that when uh, the average person who's looking at Nanaimo as an option to purchase, especially somebody who is working in downtown Vancouver and is weighing the Fraser Valley and that oh. commute. All of a sudden, Nanaimo is slightly more a viable option, but in the age of uh, telecommuting, you know, you could buy here, a house here with a big ocean view in a nice neighborhood uh, for anywhere from 550 to 750, you know, 2,500 to 3,500 square feet, and be 10 minutes from your transportation hub to get to It's hard to get that ocean view from Abbotsford. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob Gray, great having you here. If people need to reach you, anyone who is thinking of Nanaimo or the area there, they need to get in touch with you. How can they get? How can they do that? Easy. Uh, Tony, appreciate that. It's uh, robgray.com, G-R-E-Y, and our phone number in the office is 250-713-3322, and we make a habit of getting back to people quickly. Nice, Rob. Thanks for joining us. Uh, always great chatting with you. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, everyone, and we'll be back in just a moment talking about the Comox Valley. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. As a reminder, if you have a real estate question that you'd like to answer on our show, please visit the CFAX website at cfax1070.com. Uh, you'll find us under Shows, The Home Home Show with Tony Joe, uh, or you can call our hotline, which is 250-414-6540, uh, and we will answer your question on a future show. Uh, also, just a reminder about our show partners, Denise Webster, a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage, Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. Be, uh, be sure to contact both Denise and Lori if you have questions about mortgages uh, and insurance for your home, even your auto insurance as well, too. 
Anyways, we are taking a trip up the island today. We've had conversations already with Cal Kaiser in the Duncan Couch and Valley area, uh, also with Rob Gray in Nanaimo. Uh, our last stop today is in the Comox Valley, and we're here right now uh, with Marty Douglas. Marty, thanks for coming on the show. Tony, my pleasure. Always uh, nice to hear from uh, the capital city, although I think most people are distracted by other events down there. We won't talk about that right now. <laughs> um, Marty, you have a long and storied history in real estate. You were licensed in, uh, I hope you don't mind me telling this, people can do the math, uh, 1970. That's correct. Yeah, followed so my mother into the business. Followed your mother into the business. Okay, second generation. That is great. Um, you are. Uh, you not only have been in the business for uh, longer than most agents have been around. I've been around before 1970, by the way, just to let you know. <laughs> uh, you were. Uh, you've been. You've served organized real estate. So you were, and you are currently a director of the Vancouver Island Real Estate Board. You are. Uh, the director for brokers. Uh, you were also the president of the Vancouver Island Real Estate Board in 1980. Uh, you became the president of the British Columbia Real Estate Association in 1984. Uh, you serve uh, at the Real Estate Council right now uh, and also for CREA, the Canadian Real Estate Association. Uh, you know, often people say to me, how are you, Tony, uh, busy in all of these committees and boards and stuff? I'm not the guy to be asking that question to. You, my friend, are, um, you know, you probably have a wall of plaques. <laughs> well, they're in storage somewhere. They're in storage but, uh, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You, well, you, I, you know, I, I don't think you're going to, uh, if you're going to be in the business for uh, 40 to 50 years, you uh, can't avoid uh, serving the industry and the community. And I've been very fortunate to be surrounded in my um, business life with uh, very, very good partners and uh, administrative staff who have allowed me the time to work on some very rewarding projects, both uh, uh, on the island and provincially and nationally. Well, everyone knows you. I mean, you you wrote uh, in the uh, real estate magazine for, for years. Everyone knows Marty Douglas. Yeah, and that, that doesn't always work to my advantage. <laughs> Well, uh, we're fans, so it's all good, Marty. You serve, you serve the areas of uh, Cumberland, Merville, uh, Mount Washington, Union Bay, Courtney, and of course Comox. Did I miss anything in there? Uh, well, there are a few other uh, smaller communities. They're unincorporated. Typically, we think of the valley as Courtney, Comox, Cumberland, uh, and the regional district, um, and also the military base uh, at uh, CFB Comox, which is within the boundaries of the town of Comox. But round figures, about 70,000, 75,000 okay. uh, people in the school district. Good, good stuff. Now, tell us about what's happening. What's your sense of what has happened in your marketplace in the past, uh, in recent history? Well, uh, no different than uh, any other market, I think, on Vancouver Island. The, the numbers uh, vary from town to town, but... Uh, We've been experiencing uh, for three years now above average numbers of sales. Mm -hmm. And, of course, as those numbers of sales increase uh, as a result of inward migration, as a result of job creation on the island, uh, inventory shrinks and uh, supply and demand says that prices go up. And we've certainly um, seen that happen. So, so Callan Duncan was telling us that the inventory is the lowest he's ever seen in 24 years. Is that the same thing in your area? 
Yeah, our inventory is down about 35% from last year, and it was lower last year. Yeah. Um, you know, so it is, um, it, it, it's, uh, I think this is where the similar story is. They cannot build fast enough um, to accommodate the demand, and as a result of not being able to find what they want, current homeowners are withdrawing or making decisions not to put their home on the market. Yeah, maybe doing things like home renovations or something? They're, they're improving their own properties? I agree that uh, home renos are, are up. Um, you know, I, I think in some cases it's a wait-and-see attitude. You know, I'll see what they build and maybe I'll sell them. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as inventories are down and uh, um, prices remain on an upward trend, I, I think uh, um, it will continue to be a, a seller's market for some time. It's interesting, you know, because Robin Nanaimo made an interesting point. He said that the number of families moving into the Nanaimo area uh, is the same as the number of new uh, dwellings being built. Uh, and, I mean, I, I think that's lucky for them at this point in time. I, 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 I know as a fact that um, developers can never think that far in advance, right? So. Um, these things take time. It's not like someone can decide to, to build a property right now and boom, it's there. There's that delayed reaction, right? Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. And, of course, you've got added pressure. I think the, the construction business is very busy all over the island creating jobs. We've absorbed a lot of um, uh, migratory workers from Alberta yes. uh, onto the island. Uh, we have three huge projects uh, up island, uh, Two hospitals that are nearing completion uh, this fall, one in Campbell River and one in Courtney, and also the John Hart um, Power uh, Station uh, reconstruction, which is a tunneling project of immense uh, proportion uh, that will continue for another couple of years yet. That's a hydro project in the billions of dollars. Uh, yeah, so, and it's not just the... Em- more demand. Yeah, and it's not just the, the uh, employment, um, uh, or sorry, it's not just the um, the building of these structures here. It's also uh, having staff to actually run them, right? Correct. Yeah, hospitals and all that. It's, um, it's and, a, and, then, and they come to town and they're looking for a place to live. Yeah. And uh, as you said, developers can't foresee, but I think the typical problem a developer faces is the time it takes from the day he decides or she decides to put a project into the marketplace. Uh, the um, paperwork and bureaucracy that they have to go through uh, stretches, uh, I'd say, at least 12 months to 18 months before they've actually got something in the ground that they can sell. How true. We're on the line right now with Marty Douglas. Marty is uh, with REMAX, um, Ocean Pacific, uh, up in the Comox Valley there. Um, yeah, talking about turnaround time. I was actually speaking with a developer from Toronto yesterday, and he was saying that high-rises in Toronto from um, conception to actually being able to sell is often seven years. <laughs> right? So it's lucky oh. we yeah. We've got a bar to reach for. That's right. So I think we do okay on the island here. What are prices doing? What are prices like? Well, our prices are, um, you know, I, I prefer to look at a 12-month average price. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's less susceptible to the monthly ups and downs. Our 12-month average price um, for uh, single-family dwellings uh, right now is uh, $444,000 round figure sets up. 16% from 2016, but if we look at the month of May itself, uh, in the month of May, there were 70, 
uh, sorry, 118 sales, and the average price was over 500,000, 502,898. Wow. So that brings us uh, in the Vancouver Island Real Estate Board territory um, in third place behind Parksville Qualcomm, which has typically has always had the highest prices at almost 550,000 yeah. uh, for the month, and the Nanaimo 526. But you know, like like all communities, um, we have a price range within the Comox Valley. Uh, our average price differential is probably about three hundred thousand uh, dollars between the older parts of the city of Courtney and um, the Crown Isle Resort. Yeah. Um, and on the island, we've got price ranges from a low of uh, two hundred and seventy thousand. In Port Alberni, sorry, two hundred ninety-three thousand in Port Alberni to, as I said, a high of five forty-eight in Parksville, Qualcomm. So, um, you know, affordable housing sometimes means you can't live in the part of the city mm-hmm. that you want to live in, and sometimes it means that you can't live in the city that you want to live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, depends where you chase that job. Well, how how true is that? And I mean, as you know, this is this is a this is a hot button here in in Victoria. It's it's affordability and and. Um, you know, we won't get into it now, but there's there's this whole thought that hopefully government intervention could reverse things uh, and make things affordable. It, it's unfortunately not going to happen here as long as there is a demand and people want to move into areas like Victoria, right? And, I, you know, there's an old expression, a man plans and God laughs. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, the, the government is already being slammed um, because we're seeing affordability go up in the lower mainland, yeah. whereas you know they were talking about cooling down the housing prices with the foreign buyers tax, yeah. and what it's done is put revenue in the in the coffers uh, of the government, but has done nothing. Well, you're referring to a uh, article that was in the news just yesterday, the day before. I mean, the the foreign buyer tax in Vancouver, which was meant to spur affordability, uh, has done nothing because they are as high now as they ever were. Exactly. Yeah. So nothing's and, happened. And there's been a shift. You know, I mean, uh, people were never going to be able to afford, or I shouldn't say people, most people were never going to be able to afford that million or higher home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's been a shift into strata, into condos. Yes. And and we're seeing the same thing on a lesser scale here. You know, our single family dwelling price may have hit $500,000 in, in um May, but our uh, condo price um, active inventory is two hundred and fifty-four thousand. Wow! Now that's up thirty percent. Yeah. Well, uh, and of course, you know what you know what you get for two hundred fifty thousand in Victoria. Coffee. That's uh, <laughs> pretty well. Uh, who's your buyer? Who's who's buying uh, in your zone there? Um, the majority of our buyers are uh, still uh, local. Okay. Uh, but a big, a significant portion come from uh, uh, Vancouver Island. Um, we had, uh, uh, when we surveyed our buyers in 2016, um, the number was... Oh, I have that stat. buyers were 53. I, yes. And 20% of those came from the city of Victoria. In fact, I think we had a total of 72 buyers from Victoria in the entire yeah. Year of 2016. Well, we're here with Marty Douglas. Marty, thanks for joining us. If people need to reach you, how can they do that? Uh, well, I'm available online, mgdouglas247 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at Remax Ocean Pacific Realty 
uh, 250-334-9900 anytime. Thank you, Marty. Uh, Always great having your wisdom. Uh, That is the end of today's show there. We had a nice trip all the way up the island. Uh, We'll be here for you next week on the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. Uh, We'll talk to you then.